Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Beeman Podcast. My name is Callie, and I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited that you're listening to this episode today. Oh my gosh, it is a holiday week, and I am literally so excited to chat with you guys today about body image and how to navigate food guilt, exercise guilt, and any of those just thoughts that come up during the holidays, and we're just going to tackle them today. I am currently recording this episode an hour before it releases. I have been major procrastinating with literally everything this week and the past few weeks because I've been on my super intense road trip across the country and it just, I don't know, I've been feeling like a little bit just all over the place. Maybe that's part of the holiday season, just feeling like super overwhelmed with what everything's happening, but that's where we are. So, Anyways, if you're new to the episode, how things work is we start off with a a self-check-in. Basically, it's just ground yourself and become present with wherever you are. And then I'll give you more of an update. I know I just gave you a little tiny update just then. And then we'll get into our topic about how to heal our body image and work on having any of those toxic thoughts come up about food guilt, exercise guilt, all the stuff. Okay, so let's do this thing. Wherever you are, if you're walking, if you're driving, if you're working, just close your eyes. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. <laughs> but wherever you are, if you can close your eyes, close your eyes. And then I want you to just close your lips and inhale through your nose. Four counts, nice and slow, growing tall with your air as you fill your lungs. And then on your exhale, open your mouth and just sigh out in any negativity, any stress, anxiety. Just let it go. And now I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling today? As you answer, never judge yourself for how you're feeling. Just acknowledge it and then keep moving along. Now ask yourself, okay, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened in your day. Maybe nothing happened at all. But just becoming aware of what triggered this feeling. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is one thing that I can do today to make myself feel a little bit better? Maybe it's a small just listening to this podcast, a little mood booster, or maybe it's going and moving your body in a way that makes you feel amazing. And now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill if you listen to the podcast before. I want you to grab your water with me. We're going to do a little cheers, a little air cheers. I'm trying to unscrew my water bottle. And I want you to cheers right now. Cheers. And let's chug our water. All right. Now that we're hydrated, hydrated hot bod. And we ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? I have been very guilty of not doing this the past few days. I've been tri- like driving literally so like 14 hour days, you guys. It's been ridiculous. And I've not been staying up and I've definitely felt it in my legs. So I'm going to do it with you. Let's all stand up if you can. And I want you to just shake out your legs, shake out your arms, get the blood flowing and let's sit back down. And now our final question today is what is something that the younger version of you would be so proud of that you've accomplished so far in your life I was reading my diary entries to my boyfriend before I recorded this episode you guys number one I was a huge romantic at age nine years old number two I had a lot of emotions (laughs) that I felt as as a child still do and number three There was a lot of things in my diary that I was dreaming of, and it's really cool to see how a lot of my dreams have come true. So an example is I wanted a dog, and I have a dog now, Axel boy. So 
it's really cool to reflect and think about how far you've truly come in your life and what little nine-year-old you would be smiling about today. And you guys, my diary, oh my gosh, if you have a diary, you need to pull it out of your parents' house or wherever it is and read it because it's hysterical. I was dying because my boyfriend, he went to my same high school for, like I went to the same high school as him for one year and basically I lived in Houston and Houston's like a pretty small bubble. So kind of like everyone knows everybody. And literally this guy that I wrote about fifth grade, he freaking knew and I was dying because it was like the most embarrassing, mortifying diary entry ever. And it was like, like I literally put like lip gloss on my lips and like kissed the page and was like, I heart his name. (laughs) And I was like so rad and so embarrassed, but it was hysterical. So if you have a diary, give her, do yourself a favor and read your diary because it's so, it's just so worth it and so funny. But aside from that, life has been very busy. Um, Last week was an extremely dreamy episode. I recorded the episode on a beach in Malibu and I was like, what is freaking life? This week, I have driven from California literally across the entire country and now I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania coming to you live from my parents' house and it is so funny just like the shift of energy from one state to another. California, I feel like I was in a fever dream. Pittsburgh, I'm like putting on my high school Uggs and high school outfits and being like, wow, I feel like a high schooler again. But anyways, it's been such a whirlwind the past just few weeks. I've learned so much about being nomadic and about myself and about just there's something that I wanted to quickly talk about and this is super unrelated to the episode today but if you feel like you're always you always have this urge to be nomadic and you always have an urge to go somewhere and leave your reality, it's really I got a piece of advice from a friend this week that I want to share with you because I'm like that. Whenever I get uncomfortable, I like to run, I like to flee, and I like to put myself in a new situation that is totally removed from what was going on. So I guess an example of this would be like, I had a pretty bad breakup in 2019, and I was really upset, and so I refused to spend any time in Miami at all. I would always always fly to Texas to visit my friends. I'd go home. I just could not stand the fact of being where I lived because everything just triggered me. It made me process the relationship that was broken and gone. And it was really hard for me to handle. So I found that whenever things get tough, I like to run away. And I had a friend this week bring to light that a lot of nomadic lifestyle, a lot of it is not actually these like super deep conversations that a lot of people think come with being a nomadic nomad. (laughs) I mean, no sense. Basically, from my experience, I have felt sometimes that some of my deepest friendships and deepest conversations have happened when I'm traveling. And it's interesting because yes, like they have, I've had really cool conversations and met really cool people. But something about being nomadic is that you don't really live life with people. You don't really go through ups and downs with the same people. You're always moving to different settings and you're kind of seeing highlight reels of everyone in a weird way and so I love being nomadic but I also realized it's pretty important to to plant your roots and to build a community around you and to go through life with people and not just kind of float around having friends that you've only talked to like one time and I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say here but I 
my perspective about being nomadic totally shift this week and I realized that it is really important to have a community in our lives and it's important to work through the uncomfortable and to process things that are tough and to be in an environment that makes us feel uncomfy sometimes because that's how we grow and that's how we become stronger and that's how we just progress and become better versions of ourselves. I'm not saying being nomadic is bad. I think it's really freaking cool to be nomadic. I'm literally nomadic right now. But I think it's important to realize why are you wanting to be nomadic? Are you trying to run away from something that you haven't processed? Or are you just wanting to explore the world and travel and make memories? I think it's really cool to be very aware of your intentions about doing anything in life. So that's just an observation and realization that I had this week that I thought was really cool and literally changed how I was approaching my entire road trip felt like I was kind of fleeing from this uncomfortable feeling that I had in New York City. I wasn't happy in New York because the inside of me was not happy. I hadn't processed and worked through a lot of things and my anxiety and depression came back up and it just completely consumed me and made me miserable in a city. So I fled from it. I left New York. It wasn't just for that reason. There was more that went into why I left New York City, but basically my road trip at first was a very different vibe than it is now. Now it's like, okay, we're just chilling with the day. We're going day by day, living life, seeing God's beauty. And it's not this fleeing from this uncomfortable and this just moment of life that didn't make us happy. So chugging more water. I feel very dehydrated, but now let's get into our episode. Now that you had a little life update. Also, it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I'm really pumped about that. I'm so happy to be home and like see my parents and stuff again and my home pets and it just feels really good to be home and to be grounded. All right, let's move on into our episode today. So we're chatting about body image and how to just navigate guilt that might come up around the holidays with different things like food, fitness, all that jazz because if you're like me, I've definitely struggled with food guilt, exercise guilt, feeling bad about my body, looking at myself post meal and being like disgusted by how I look. And I want to work on breaking that narrative today because the holidays should not be this toxic time where we feel bad about ourselves. It should be a really cool time where we spend quality time with our family and our friends and we enjoy some good eats and we don't feel bad about eating pumpkin pie we embrace it and a lot it's easier said than done right like we can say we want to do that but when the day actually happens a lot of the times we eat the food or we don't do our workout and we sit there and we're like dang I know I shouldn't be thinking these things but I still am so how do we break that cycle how do we break that negative self-talk and I have a few tips and tricks and I've actually posted a little bit on social media kind of about just some of the toxic environment that surrounds the holidays and fitness in particular. So I'm going to share a little story of last year with you guys. And I first want to start by just addressing that this is a bit of a trigger warning if you're currently experiencing any just disordered eating thoughts or maybe have an eating disorder and are getting triggered very easily. I just want to put that out there. Like I am going to be talking about some stuff with my eating disorder from last year. So protect yourself, my gorgeous queen. Okay. Anyways. So this time last year, I was going through an eating disorder and it was 
interesting because I didn't realize I had one for quite some time. It wasn't until I sat down with my sister and I told her what was going on and she was like, I kind of think you might be going through this and be struggling with this. And I was like in denial. I was like, no, there's no way, all this stuff. And the more I thought about it and my habits and how I was treating my body, the more I realized that I was really struggling with an eating disorder. And so I went to therapy and I talked a little bit with my therapist about it. And thankfully, I kind of caught it pretty early on. So I hadn't like it hadn't spiraled too out of control, but it still really affected my life and definitely affected my physical health and my mental health a ton. So basically what happened is it was around like October, end of October-ish. I came out of a relationship of four years. I've talked about this a little bit before, but it really obviously was very, very upsetting and really, really emotional and it took a lot out of me. Whenever you have a breakup, you are literally grieving and it's essentially like someone died in your life, someone that you were super close to. So for me, it was really intense and I didn't, I never have been the best at processing breakups. Typically, they hit me couple months after it happens and the way that I operate with breakups and I don't recommend this for anybody listening it's very very toxic and never ends well is I immediately rebound and I try to fill my life with things that will make me feel really numb so I found myself partying a lot with my friends um, I found myself taking Adderall every single day so that I felt super hyper-focused and fixated on work. I filled my day with so much work. I'd work like over 12 hours every day. Essentially, my goal was to give myself absolutely no time to think about what was going on with my reality and what I had just experienced in my life. This like really just really upsetting event. So this pattern quickly turned into affecting my eating habits and my relationship with my body. I started to abuse taking Adderall and I would take it for wrong the wrong reasons. Initially, I was taking this drug because I wanted to work and be more focused at my job and I was struggling to focus, but quickly it turned into, oh, this actually does depress my appetite. So, and I once again want to just stress like trigger, trigger, trigger warning, like please, if you're going through it, like don't, I just, just skip through this part. But I stopped eating lunch and that turned into me eating like one meal a day and that turned into me eating one meal a day and then partying at night, throwing up because I had eaten like no food that day and I was like drinking on an empty stomach and then being super hungover the next day and then continuing on with my life. And it was literally so bad physically and mentally for my body at first I didn't realize how much damage it was really doing to me but then I'd look in the mirror and I like felt that I was losing weight and I was like oh my gosh this is great I feel so good my body all this stuff and I would then start to feel guilty anytime I would eat food no matter what it was and portion sizes I felt this like weird sense of like satisfaction if I ate a small meal over eating the entire portion and I didn't realize like that this was really happening you know it was very subconscious for me and that's when 
fast forward a few months of this going on, that's when I was having a sit down with my sister telling her what was going on and how I was like, like what I was kind of doing. And she was like, dude, I like, I think you are struggling with this. So obviously the cycle had to be broken. I was becoming too weak to take my classes and to teach my classes, Pilates classes. And it was like, I would literally do a 30 minute workout without any weights. And it was so hard for me to finish. And like, I want to sit there and preface this and say, I've been exercising since I was like eight years old because I trained for figure skating. So my body was really strong. And the fact that I used to be able to get through like 50 minute workouts with equipment and all this stuff, all of a sudden I was noticing that my body was getting really weak and I was having no energy. So anyway, anyways, <laughs> it was a really, really challenging part of my life that I don't think I've opened up a ton about. Um, and I don't know where I'm going with this, but basically the whole episode today is about food guilt, toxic patterns, toxic thoughts around food and exercise and I want to use a story I just told you and share with you how I broke out of it. And this is not the solution for healing the eating disorder or any of that. I really recommend if you're going, if you're struggling with it or you feel like you're starting to spiral with it, seriously, seek out a therapist, seek out medical help because that is truly the most important thing ever when it comes to this stuff and bite it before it becomes too bad is something else I would suggest because that's for me, like I knew that it was starting to really go downhill and thankfully I was able to like break out the pattern and if you feel like if if anything that I'm saying is kind of resonating with what you're doing please friend to friend like go get a therapist it's literally so freaking helpful but I know that sometimes maybe you're not struggling with eating disorder and you are still having a lot of these just kind of like weird guilt feelings happen in your mind when you're eating food so that's called food guilt and I experienced a lot of that this time of the like last year when I was really going through this and I talked to some friends about this who are nutritional coaches and they gave me some really good advice that I want to just share and reiterate. Something that I found myself doing was I would label foods as bad or good. I would give them a morality label. And I did this very subconsciously. So it's really important when you're trying to break a habit like this to get very deep with yourself. A lot of times we lie to ourselves, make excuses for having certain feelings, but you have to like notice that these underlying subconscious feelings are happening around the meal you're eating because it's probably not going to be right at the surface. Like you're probably not going to catch yourself literally saying, wow, this is so bad for me. You might, you might notice that, but there's typically like more of a subconscious thing going on. Like you might feel like that weird kind of guilt feeling happen when you're eating. And that is a sign that you're putting food morality on your food. So you're labeling something as bad or good. And I want to just quickly say like something that really helped me was realizing that food does not have morality attached to it. Yes, obviously there are certain foods that are more scientifically proven to be more nutritious for our bodies so they're giving our bodies more fuel and then there are foods that are not as high in nutrients but they make our mind and our mental 
state feel happy. So I think it's really great to take a step back and look at food from a totally different perspective. There is no quote unquote bad food. There are food that lands in different categories. Food that lands in the category of this is going to make my body feel really, really good. Or this is going to make my mind feel really, really good. And there's food that does both. So something that is really awesome when you're eating a meal is to consciously make an effort of I'm going to pick, I'm going to eat this food right now and I'm going to make my mind feel really good. And then you can balance that out maybe later by eating something that makes your body feel good. I think a lot of food comes down to really just finding that healthy balance between mind and body and making sure that you're not restricting one or the other side. Typically, when I found that I would restrict my mind from food that I was like wanting like chocolate cake or something, I would have a chocolate cake in front of me and I would find myself having binge eating tendencies because I was so restrictive and felt like that scarcity with chocolate cake. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know when the next time is I'm going to eat this cake. So I would eat so much of it. Where if I allowed myself to have balance between the two sides of food, I would eat a piece of cake slowly and really enjoy it. And I wouldn't feel this urgency to get all of that cake devoured because I don't know when the next time is I'm going to consume it. Another tip that really helped me as well is really becoming aware of and present when I was eating food. So instead of being distracted like on my phone, watching TV or a movie or something while eating, it was literally just me. Sometimes I'd play music in the background and I would just eat my food and I'd be so present with the meal. I'd be so present with the taste, the smells, the temperature that I was able to really listen to my body's natural hunger levels and figure out what I needed more of in the nutrient department. So if I was still hungry and maybe my body was craving some greens, I would fill up my plate with more greens on it. And that was something that was really helpful too is because no longer when I was eating meals, it was like I was half distracted, half feeling anxious about what I was eating it was all of a sudden like, okay, this is my time to just like fuel my body and I'm going to put all my problems aside and I'm going to be so present to the point where I'm not focusing on my mind. I'm focusing on the now, which brings me into a book I'm really enjoying, enjoying called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I read it, like I read part of it in like 2020 and it literally changed my life and it changed how I thought about the present moment and I, the relationship that I had towards my mind. So I recommend it. It's really awesome. There are parts of it that are like kind of low-key like woo-woo vibes, but I just, I'm very like focused on the psychological part of the book. So 10 out of 10 recommend it. So good. That was a total side note here. But being very present with the actions that you're taking on the physical level, like eating food, it really does allow you to put your mind on pause and to not let your mind control you while you're eating. So I think a tip I have for you if you're listening to this before Thanksgiving or holiday and you're nervous about the food at the table because maybe it isn't as nutritious, nutritious as you're used to. Okay, just take a step back here and I want you to just realize that like 
the holidays are not about being super freaking nutritious. The holidays are all about spending time with your loved ones. And especially Thanksgiving, it's about being grateful. So I challenge you to feel grateful for having the food in front of you, no matter what it is. And then I challenge you also to be more focused on the conversation, the people around you, and less focused on labeling food with morality. I promise eating a piece of cake or pumpkin pie, it's not going to affect you at all. If you eat a lot of pumpkin pie and you're lactose sensitive, and I think pumpkin pie has dairy in it. Maybe it'll make your stomach hurt a little bit, whatever. It's good pumpkin pie and it makes you happy in the moment and you're with amazing people and company. So why? Why would you make that moment bad just because that wasn't the most nutritious, high proteinous thing ever? So I know, I know. I'm being like kind of tough lovey right now. And I know how hard it is to break out of the cycle, but you can do it. And like life is just too short to care so much about every single thing that we eat. It's not worth it. It's not worth being so hyper fixated and controlling on your plate. Like if you are 80 years old and you look back at this moment, the moment where you ate a piece of chocolate cake and you went and cried in your room and felt guilty about it for hours, what would the 80-year-old version of you say to yourself now? Like, I think that the 80-year-old version of you would be like, girl, enjoy that slice of cake. Enjoy it. Life is too short to not. Don't waste it worrying so much about the physical, your physical appearance. It's just not worth it. I mean, I have seriously found that the times I have physically looked the best and the healthiest is when the my internal state is also at its healthiest. This time last year, yeah, I was a smaller size. I looked at myself in pictures though. I looked so dead. I looked so unhealthy. It looked like there was no one home and I looked exhausted. It, it just doesn't, like size literally does not matter. Weight does not matter. What matters is that you feel healthy on the inside because when you're glowing internally, you're going to glow on the outside. It's like literally a thing. If you're hyping yourself up every day and you feel confident, I guarantee that you're going to appear more confident on the outside to other people. Which brings me into my next point about hyping yourself up and being your own hype man. I know sometimes the holidays can be really triggering because your family can be triggering. They can make comments about your weight. If they haven't seen you in a long time, they can make comments about your portion size. They can make comments about who you're dating, about literally anything. That's the kind of what family does. And what I've learned is that when family makes comments that hurt you, they're literally just projecting their own insecurities on you. I have worked time and time again with different clients who have told me about things their parents have said to them that have completely affected their weight, their journeys with their their relationship with themselves and their weight and every single time I look at that situation from an outside perspective and I'm like you guys your parents are projecting their own insecurities on you it has nothing to do with you so this holiday season if your parents tend to project they tend to say things that make you feel triggered or upset you can one tell them please like let's not talk about that like I'm currently working on my own journey health and wellness journey with myself and 
that just saying something like that just doesn't make me feel good and doesn't help me in my journey. And if they're loving and they care about you, I promise they're not going to bring it up again. And then the other thing too is literally tell yourself, so what? Are you believing what they're saying? Because if you believe what they're saying about you, then that reflects that there is a deeper rooted issue going on inside of you. So let's say your mom makes a comment about your weight and it's really triggering to you. I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, why is, I'd ask yourself, why is this triggering me right now so badly? Get deep, figure out why, figure out why that made you feel how you feel and then let yourself process it and then figure out how to make it better and how to not let a comment like that affect you. It is self-work, it is healing, it takes time, but I promise it is possible. I had to do a lot of self-healing around my weight when I was going through my eating disorder last year. I had to figure out why I was struggling with so much anxiety and depression, why certain things triggered me so much. That's why I went to therapy is because sometimes it's just too much to do it on your own. And that's why therapy is, it's totally cool and it's literally so freaking helpful. If you feel like you are tearing yourself down anytime you eat a meal that is not quote unquote healthy, I challenge you to become mindful of the negative self-talk in your mind and swap it out for the opposite. So an example would be, Telling yourself, oh my gosh, I am so fat for eating this. Okay, swap it out. Be like, I am literally so hot. So hot as I'm eating this. I am so hot. I'm so freaking beautiful. Hype yourself up. It may feel weird at first, but like what would your best friend tell you? Would your best friend sit there and tell you that you're fat for eating a piece of chocolate cake? I don't think they would. If they did, they're a really bad friend and they should be dropped. So... Be the friend that you deserve. Be a loving friend to yourself. Tell yourself, I am so proud of myself for giving myself this food right now. I'm so grateful that I can eat this food right now. It's just replacing the negative with the positive. What energy are you going to add into your life? Be an energy giver to yourself, not an energy taker. Now I want to move into exercise guilt. Okay, full transparency I am a fitness instructor. I own my own online Pilates studio and yet I still struggle sometimes with being consistent in my workout routine. I have been on this road trip now for like two plus weeks and I'm not gonna lie you guys it has been tough fitting in my workouts even if they're like five minutes long. If I'm in the car for 14 hours I don't know I just don't have the energy to exercise and it's really hard to get myself to move sometimes. So I found myself today feeling a little bit guilty for not exercising in a couple days and I had to stop myself in my tracks and literally just be like dude you're fine. It's been like two three days. It's literally nothing just hop right back in if we spend so much time reflecting on the past our past mistakes oh my gosh I didn't work out then that's just gonna hold you back I challenge you to focus on what you can do in the future like I can work out right now or I can work out in a couple days or even better you just shrug your shoulders and say okay so what I've been so busy it's not the end of the world I care about my workout routine and my fitness journey, but I also really, really have been prioritizing my social life and my travel life right now. 
and the fitness routine has just been pushed to the side a little bit and we're going to hop back in. It's fine. Be easy and loving with yourself. But if you do really, really care about your workout journey and routine, it is important to make sure that you do make time in your calendar and you don't just make excuses every day for not doing it. But I want to just stress that during busy times, busy times of our lives happen. It's okay to take rest days. It's okay to not work out every single day. It is not going to hurt you. Taking breaks is healthy. I'm telling this to myself because I tend to not take breaks a lot, but it can do so much good in your life because you're able to rejuvenate, recover. And a lot of times when we take breaks, we realize that we miss what we've been doing and then we're even more inspired and motivated to hop right back in. Also, if you've been struggling to hop back in, I have a little plug for you. I have an online studio called Sweaty Studio and every month I host Pilates challenges with different themes. So we had the Body Image Boost Challenge in November. It's ending end of this week, which is so freaking exciting. I've been so proud of just every single one of you who've been doing the challenge with me. It's been so motivating just seeing you guys crushing it every single week. And then I have one coming up in December called the Holiday Hustle Challenge. I haven't launched it quite yet but you will be seeing a drop the signups drop in a few days so keep a lookout for that and in the meantime feel free to check out the studio I'll link it in the show notes below 14 days free trial and yeah go check it out you're gonna love the workouts they also have affirmations in them as well so if you have been struggling a lot with your self-talk and your body image relationship with yourself these workouts are literally designed to make you feel empowered and just like your best inside and out post-workout I made them I made a studio while I was struggling with this whole period of my life with mental health, with disordered eating, all that jazz. And I made this work, this studio because I want to save, I want to have a safe space for other women around the world who are going through it like me. And I know how toxic and triggering the fitness world can be a lot with clickbaity titles like fat burning, ab workout, waist whittling, whatever. There's so many just toxic titles out there for workouts and it always really pisses me off when I see them because I'm like, that's literally going to like trigger someone or a young girl is doing that workout and thinks it's actually going to give her that result after doing the workout. And then I could just go on and on and on about how much those clickbait titles annoy me, but we won't do that right now. But anyways, the studio was made and designed to make you feel empowered after the workout, no matter what your goal is. If you want to have a goal of improving your anxiety, feeling more confident, improving your self-esteem, the studio is there to make it happen. So go check it out. Also, I'm excited because our Android app recently launched and I'm also redesigning the entire studio right now. So it's going to be so pretty and yeah. Okay. Anyways, where were we? Exercise guilt. I just like... It is real. I know it is sometimes hard when you fall off routine to be loving to yourself about it. But part of finding balance in life is realizing that certain things you're going to have, you're going to spend more time on certain things during each season of your life. Some seasons you're going to feel more social. Some seasons it's all going to be self-care and you're going to put a lot of effort and energy into taking care of yourself. Other seasons it's going to be a blend of the two or some seasons it's about work, about maybe a project you're working on it just life is cool because it's so different every single day and we prioritize different things every single day but I think in the core of it it's really important to make sure that you are filling your cup so if exercising is going to help with your anxiety or it's going to help with your body image and you know that the holiday season can be really triggering for you 
definitely make sure that you have that in your day because if you start your day on the right course, it is really, really going to help those thoughts that may come up during triggering conversations with your family members or friends or anything. So set yourself up for success, my gorgeous queen. I love exercising at the beginning of the day right now. I think it's so effective and just it really makes me feel relaxed and just so ready for the to take on the day. And then also too with like the food stuff, it's really important to set your set some set some goals for yourself at the beginning of the day as well. Maybe do a self check in, set some intentions around food, telling yourself I am going to make today a healthy place with food just making sure that you're very conscious and making intentional efforts to heal your relationship with food and fitness and just just not allowing any of that toxicness to come into your life it's really good to plan ahead and to prepare yourself for success especially during the holidays so anyways I think the last little tip and trick I have is just If you ever feel any anxiety or food guilt come up or exercise guilt or anything just negative happening, I always find the most success ever with praying to God and just giving up my anxieties to the Lord because end of the day, he's a thousand times, a thousand million, billion, zillion times stronger than we are and maybe anxiety in the moment feels like the hardest thing ever to overcome or those negative self-talk feelings and just chatter in your mind feels like it's just taking you over and you can't stop it like anytime that happens I just pray I'm like god please help me this is just beyond my control I need you and I always feel just such a sense of comfort from the Lord. So I challenge you to add that into your life this week as well. Spending time with God every day is really cool. Reading scripture is really cool. And if you're new to anything related with God, I recommend starting out with Sadie Robertson's devotional Live on Purpose. It's all about anxiety and fear and some stuff with body image too and it's just such a great devotional that's where I started with everything and this I started getting back into my relationship with God last year when I was really going through my eating disorder struggles and it literally just helped even more the therapy like therapy helped but praying to God spending time with God just changed everything for me so if you have any questions about god how to get back in a relationship with god all that stuff you know where to find me you can dm me on instagram at i'm sweaty and i know it and make sure you leave a review for this podcast if you loved the show as well and i think that's all i have for you i am so grateful for you every single one of you who listens to the show thank you for making this happen thank you for all the love and support that you show me every single week and it's just really cool to have this community and I think I'm feeling just, I already am always just feeling so thankful for this community, but even with the Thanksgiving season just happening this week, I'm like extra, extra thankful to have you guys. It's incredible just seeing this community grow every day and reading all the inspiring messages that you guys send me. And I just am so truly thankful and wow, I cannot even say it enough. I wish I could squeeze you and hug you and literally in person just be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. But Yeah, on that note, have the best week ever and I hope that you feel a little bit more uplifted after listening to this episode. I'm always here for you and I know you can do this. You are special. You're here for a reason and you, you can get through toxic 
thoughts and patterns. I know if anyone can do it, it is you, my gorgeous queen. Okay, see you next week. Stay sweaty, keep shining, and yeah, (laughs) bye.